Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to another song title challenge where the question is, Climbers, how would you write this one? So every other Friday, Climbers send in their song titles. You can send in one. You can send in a bunch. We love to see them all. And then I spring them live to Brent when we record the podcast. And we mimic what you should be doing as a writer prior to walking into a room. And sometimes what happens, like at the first 15 minutes of a room, we take the title uh-huh. and we cook up four to six different conceptual ideas for the lyrics based on that title to make sure we've got the coolest twist to it. And sometimes the first idea that uh, the most obvious idea that you want to write the lyrics to more often than not, it's not the best one. It's just the most cliche one. All right. Uh, Sometimes it is, but I think more often than not, you got to dig down a little bit. So this is not a co-write in any way, shape or form. Use everything we say, use none of what we say. It's up to you. We just want to be invited to the number one party. Where do you send your song titles in? Send them to info at daredevilproduction.com. Production is singular. There is no S. Info at daredevilproduction.com and put song title challenge in the subject line so it gets in the right folder. If you don't, it won't. Okay, so make sure that that happens. Uh, Anything you want to add to that, brother? Man, this is just to encourage you to dig deeper into your titles and to find something better. And Or maybe you found out that there wasn't anything better and your first angle was the best, but at least you know that and you can proceed confidently. So I want to help you write better songs. Yeah, not for nothing. This helps revive some of the old titles in your hookbook for sure uh-huh. that that you haven't thought about in years because they turned you on at one point enough that you took the time and energy to write it down in the book. You thought it was something worth holding on to. And now when you go back and do that, even I'll be honest with you, even the most mundane titles, there's some titles where I'm just like, oh, I got a boatload in the folder that y'all have sent in. I think they're all mundane. And mm-hmm. I, I'm going to tell you, I have that thought a lot. And then yeah. I put this up there and then we figure out a way to make it cool with the concept behind it. So, you know what? Even the titles that you think are mundane, do it. Like the most mundane titles, go do it on that and see yeah. what happens. Like it's well, super fun. Yeah, I had a cool experience the other day and I'll, I'll leave names out, but there are a couple of guys that hired me to come in and kind of help with this song they were stuck on. And like I like to say, I can help you prepare your song or repair it. And so they were just trying to get me to help them bring it across the finish line, which I'm happy to do. And I just had to be honest with them. 
The title's one, I looked it up. It's like, okay, title clears, you know. It's one that definitely fits in the country world, but it's somehow not been done yet that I could see. So I'm like, okay, title's all right. But the angle they brought on it, I'm like, I got to be honest with you. Like, I don't care how well we write this. It's probably not going to ever have a chance of getting cut just because that concept to go with that title has been done so many times. It's one of those that we talked about in a play for publisher. Song was well-written, played it for the publisher, and he's like, I can't get that cut. There's so many of those floating around. They're not going to cut my version of it. The artist is going to write that themselves or somebody else. Like, I can't do anything with that. So we could write it really well, but it's going to kind of be dead on arrival. Just because this angle on this title, the title's not the problem. There's just the angle on it is so done that I'd be doing you a disservice if I just walk along this road with you. I'll do that if you want me to, because you hired me to come in. But And the, one of the other guys said, can we song title challenge it? I'm like, yes, we can. There we go. Yes, yeah. uh, climbers. And so we would shed it on it and found what we all agreed was a much better, more fresh angle on it. And we're much happier with the song. And we got it written and everyone's way more fired up about it. So yeah, they could have missed it. it had a nice melody, and but it wasn't going to matter because that idea was such a cliche one that it's like unless you write it with the artist and even then you don't have a good shot at it yeah all right so let's get to ours today are you ready yes sir so this comes from mike parker thank you mike hey mike and this uh title is bad poetry Uh. (laughs) bad poetry oh that's great so mike's a good dude man he's a i don't know if he's a good dude i don't know what he says in his private time but anyway he's a nice guy for what i've seen he's a climber he's a a songwriting pro uh member so i get to hang out with him some on like our jam sessions and stuff and co-writer cafes and he's a good writer too so thanks for sending this in mike um bad poetry now i laughed when i heard that because that's how I described how I started off writing. I was writing bad poetry because of, you know, Juliana Skinner and stuff in high school. So oh, um, there you go. that's, you know, before I started writing lyrics, I was writing bad poetry. Uh, so anyway, that made me laugh. Took me down, took me down an well, old hey, road. Not for nothing. That's an angle. Yeah. Like what about a song about the singer looking back on his career or her career Right. Mm-hmm. And and you're just sort of like I see how far I've come kind of a thing as a person. And it all sort of starts out like everybody's life starts as bad poetry. Like you can't speak until you can talk. <laughs> like we're all trying to make reason out of the rhymes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, I like that. <laughs> you know, we're uh, trying to impress a good girl with bad poetry. I wonder if you can play off the oh, good bad yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to, how did you, how did you, how did you get me or how did you win her over? I impressed her, I impressed a real good girl with real bad poetry. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Good, let's see, bad poetry. So that's interesting. So there's that kind of, yeah, so it takes me back to the high school stuff. And I wasn't trying to impress her with that. It was just like venting. Bad poetry. Good, good wine and bad poetry. Um of course, I'm a country hammer. You kind of normally see everything as a country nail. So I think of, uh, boy, can I be a country song? Bad poetry? Um, bad poetry. So let me see here. This is a thinker, Mike. You're making me work for it. I need more coffee. Um, <laughs> just bad poetry. I wonder if it's something like it It rhymes, it it seems to make sense, but it's just bad poetry. It's not the real thing. Almost like if it's a counterfeit, it has some of the markings of something that's 
legit, but it's not the real deal. Almost like, I wonder if that could be a, a metaphor for a relationship. It's, it's just bad poetry. Yeah. Like it rhymes every now and again, but ultimately it's just bad poetry. It's not art. Like this is yeah. poetry. Um, you know, how about in the form of a crazy chick? Right. Like yeah. she's, she doesn't make sense. Like bad poetry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause that does have such a negative connotation. I kind of think of that Luke Combs song, you know, beautiful, crazy. Yeah. You know, she's beautiful, crazy about that girl that's just kind of all over the place. I wonder if she's a little bit bad poetry. She rhymes where you don't expect comes out of left field, but it's, you know, she's still a work of art, but just calling it bad poetry though. That's not, you know, beautiful, crazy. You can get away with that. Girls are like, oh yeah. I don't know if you call a girl bad poetry. Um, I wonder if it's like there's no such thing as bad poetry if it comes from the heart. Oh, there you go. I like that. Trying to find like, a positive spin on it. Like if you mean it, there's no such thing as bad poetry. The only bad poetry is dishonest, right? Yeah. So how about going through a big effort to try to impress a girl that you're courting, right? Mm-hmm. I think that the effort is what's appreciated more than the poetry, <laughs> you know, more than the song, more than like what? Yeah. It's just like, wow, I can't believe you care this much about me. That's the endearing part. That's the part that I love so much. I really don't care about the bad poetry. And maybe yeah. that could be a girl angle right there too, where you're just talking about how charming the man is trying to be. Uh, you know, I was just so smitten or that's not going to be a word in a country song, but right. I just love so much what he was trying to do that I was able to overlook the bad poetry. Bad poetry. I didn't care about the bad poetry. Oh, that could be cool. Yeah. I wonder if it's like something somebody's saying is like, it's, it's bad poetry. Like he just doesn't have a good way with words, but it's still music to my ears. Ooh, it's bad poetry, but it's still music to my ears. Like, he's not for everybody. He's not for everybody, or he just stumbles over his words. He's not a smooth talker, but I know where his heart is. And that's sweet that he's trying to say the sweet things. Yeah. He's not a silver-tongued devil, but I know where his heart is. So even his bad poetry is music to my ears. Or is a work (laughs) of art to me, you know? He's not a cunning linguist. (laughs) Exactly. Um or you can tell a story, you know, if you did a story song about your grandparents and, and he'd write her little poems or whatever. I mean, super specific, right? But, you know, he left behind, I don't know, 50 years of, of like beautiful art and bad poetry. Oh, there you go. Like, he, or a beautiful, he left behind a beautiful life, a beautiful and, bad life and bad poetry, like an artful life and bad poetry. Almost like his, that is, is beautiful and poetic the way he lived and the way he loved, even though the poetry itself was bad, it was poetic. His whole life was a beautiful poem full of bad poetry. Oh, a beautiful poem full of bad poetry. poetry. Or something. That could be interesting. I mean, super specific, but I know Mike does some different type stuff. He did like a storytelling kind of thing. Could be, could be interesting. Um, or maybe you don't have to love perfectly for it to be worthwhile. If there's a way to make it not literally about poetry, uh, maybe it's like... But I mean, I, I feel like the, the metaphor is there, like poetry in motion, right? Yeah. Isn't actually about poetry. What is poetry? It's that skillful charm, the, like you said, the silver tongue devil. Mm-hmm. But it can be movements, can it? Like yeah. Brett Favre, poetry in motion, just mm-hmm. watching him with a football in his hand and what he can do to make that happen. Yeah. So what, what other kinds of like actions could be 
I'm not sure. I'm taking a left turn because something popped in my head, but it's like, I can't give you everything, but I can give you good kisses, bad poetry, and kind of like a little bit of the uh, all shucks country boy kind of thing. Like, I can't give you the world, but I can give you good love, oh, bad yeah. poetry, and the rest of my life. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late, and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new Factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything Factor Meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You know, it'd be kind of cool. Like even the whole song is not about bad poetry because I don't know how many genres can support a whole song about poetry. Right. Right. By the way, I, think I love it would be boring if it was about poetry. Do what? <laughs> I think it would be boring if it was all about poetry. I think yeah. that's, I think you're coining a phrase, right? Yeah. So if you, yeah, what if it's like, I can't give you all this stuff, but I can give you good love, bad poetry and the rest of my life. Make that like a three thing phrase. Yeah. Good love, bad poetry and the rest of my life, but just call it bad poetry. Yeah. Cause that's a little more intriguing going bad poetry. What is that? Yeah. But then it becomes so sweet. Like he's humble. He's a little self deprecating. Like, yeah, all this stuff I can't give you. I'm not the Don Juan kind of whatever jet set are going to take you to Paris on a whim, but I give you long kisses, bad poetry, <laughs> you know, and good love. Yeah. You could go down the, um, I forgot who wrote this, but it was Tim McGraw's song. It's a business doing pleasure with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where he's just like listing off all the, you know, gotten his spinners on your Escalade, spent yeah. $700 on that damn dog's collar. <laughs> right. It could be a fun thing where you just sort of list a bunch of brands and, mm -hmm. and have some fun, all the stuff you're not going to give her. Yes. Yeah, like, and I, then I'm at sorry. the end, you wrap it up and here's what I am going to give you is good love, bad poetry and the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. So I think that could be like country boy sweet. Yeah. Which would be cool. So that would make it like, okay, I could see that, you know, like I don't try and be sweet and romantic and it's not always going to fly. Okay. How about, how about putting, how about putting the juxtaposition after? So maybe like who knew bad poetry could work so good. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe you're talking about a fortune cookie message. <laughs> That's funny. And you tell the story that way. And that's like, you know, maybe you see the love of your life for the first time and she's at another table with some girlfriends and you're both at a Chinese restaurant. And then you open up your fortune cookie and it says something cheesy about going to see the girl or whatever. You know what I mean? And so yeah. you just sort of walk over and you put the message down by her. Yeah, like, I, I just, wanted this to say, I, I just got this. And I just had to come over and say hello to you because this cookie, you know, yeah, like 
it. So it's like, who knew that I could have such a good life from bad poetry, right? Like maybe looking back or something like that. That's funny. Bad poetry. Uh, What else? Um, Can we talk about kids? Bad poetry is so good when you're like six year old, writes you a poem. I should have thought that. But yeah, uh, like it's priceless. Yeah, come on. How did I come up with this, jerky? Yeah. (laughs) Because I'm too close to it, Johnny. Fish doesn't know it's wet. Um, but yeah, like on the refrigerator door kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, Luke Combs has that song about refrigerator door, but you know, kind of that stuff that's, and that's been referenced before in plenty of songs, but. The refrigerator door has, or, or the, like, or yeah, like poetry. pictures the kids draw on the refrigerator door and, you know, stuff hanging up there. But I wonder if there's something like bad poetry and best years of my life, you know? Like Ooh. grocery list, bad poetry, and the best, you know, uh, if there's a way to kind of say what's on that fridge or something like, because um, if you're talking about what's on there with your kids, the Luke Combs thing is more of a, just a life thing or my friends are getting married and different stuff, you know, cause he's doesn't have kids, but if you made it like a very much a kid thing and it could be a female song too, it's like right there on the side or whatever, our grocery list, bad poetry and the best years of my life. Is there a way that you could, uh, yeah, is there a way that, and I don't know the Luke Combs song, so maybe that's what he did, but where you're just describing like what's on there, but you're not even actually saying that it's a refrigerator Uh, where you just sort of go down that rabbit hole and you'd start sort of randomly dropping lines about what's on the the kind of, the kind of magnet, you know, the the, the watermelon magnet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this thing has been there for too long. It probably needs to go. Yeah, so that's basically what he does, from what I recall, is, yeah, he starts listing all that stuff that's on there, but it's not to the core still. He drops that it's it's on the refrigerator door. You know, this is my life or something, or I can't remember. Um, But it's interesting if maybe if it's a mom or a dad's point of view, you know, as the main lens through which we see this is, you know, you follow him through all the craziness. And maybe he finally got him off to school and walked back in the house. It was like, oh. Good grief. Okay. What all I got to do? Whatever. But sees the refrigerator, like the art, the poem they brought from school or something. And you could talk about that, which, you know, so many parents can relate to because everything goes up on the refrigerator door. And is it technically good? No. Is it priceless? Well, not either. My wife really throws everything away. But still, for other people, they like to keep that stuff and have a hard time letting go of it. Because, oh, little Sally wrote this. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, oh, 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 oh. Uh, how, what if it's a? Okay, so like my mom had a chest, right? That mm-hmm. had some keepsakes in it. Let's yeah. just say from from our childhood, like my blankie that I had when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. Like she had that. That thing was ratty as AF. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> but she kept it in there. And then I think the baby shoes might have been on display, but. Different things like that where you could describe what was in that keepsake case. Maybe what if it's about losing somebody, Mm -hmm. Um, which is real sad, but you put a beat to it and you got yourself some Maverick song right there. Or your parents, like say they gave that to you like when you moved out. Mm -hmm. And then it's like I open it up and it's just like – and you're talking about yourself so you can be – self-deprecating right? yeah and so i pulled out this and this and this and i remembered this story when billy threw that at me or you know blah 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 so i guess so far i've had a real good life and some bad so 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 far this box is full of a real good life and some bad poetry <laughs> yeah i don't know that's uh that's interesting 
yeah, so many ways we could go with it, um, Mike. I mean, there's, yeah, your grandparents' story, the 50 years of bad poetry, that's a work of art. He was always writing her little love notes. I think that could be really cool. I like the promissory thing of like, I can't give you Paris, but I can give you good love, bad poetry in the next 50 years, you know? Yeah, and the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. I think the refrigerator door thing is cool. And there's no such thing as bad poetry if it comes from the heart, you know? I think oh, it's or how, cool about if you, how about if you, how about if you quantify that too? So it's like, I can give you a lot of good love, a little bad poetry, and the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know, it depends on the song and the beat and whether or not that's going to roll off the tongue. But, um. Right, but still, I think there's something cool there. So, um. Oh, and you know what? Okay, one more thing. Like, yeah. so if, let, let's say, let's say, because that sounds like a clever way to pick up a chick, right? Yeah. And to start a relationship with the fortune cookie thing, right? If you just happen to get like the right message that could be really funny or something like that. And maybe it says, today's the day you should take a chance, right? Or yeah. something like that, or some sort of fortune cookie message. And you walk that over to the girl and you say, I just got this fortune cookie and I'm going to give it as cheesy as I'll get out. You know what I mean? Yeah. But because you're good, you can work it into something brilliant. Right. And you leave that there. And so then that becomes, what if that becomes a thing mm -hmm. between the two of them? Right. So like, <laughs> so all the time he's got to come up with some like really bad poetry to keep the, <laughs> keep the street, keep going. the love alive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I'm thinking too, what if it's like, girl, you're so amazing. Not even I could write bad poetry about you. You're so good. Any poem about you would be, uh, would awesome. have to be amazing. Like couldn't <laughs> yeah, even, nobody could write bad poetry about you. Oh, that's even good. my poem about you would be good. Cause you're so good. Like you just make it so easy. Yeah. You make, you make our life so easy. Right. Like, Okay, I'm going to, uh, I think it's from uh, LL Cool J. I don't think I've quoted LL on this yet. I don't think you've ever quoted LL Cool J on the podcast, no. <laughs> yeah, so a picture of me is like one of Michelangelo's, is in one of his old songs. Oh, nice, yeah. I think it may be yeah. from Bad, I don't know, like way back in the day. But yeah, a picture of me is like one of Michelangelo's. Maybe it's Will Smith. LL Cool whatever, I don't know. It's been decades. But basically saying, like, I'm so quality, any picture of me, it immediately becomes a masterpiece, right? So what if it's like, you're so awesome, any poem about you basically becomes a masterpiece because of you. So like, can't even write bad poem about you. It's a thought. Yeah, no, I like that, though. I like that, though. Like, it can't be bad poetry. It can't. Uh, how would you phrase that? But I don't know. I think we got a lot of good looks at it. Yeah, though. we did. So, Mike, thank you. And dang you. Dang Dang it. Dang uh, Hang me. I gotta take a rope and hang me. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of another killer song title challenge here. Brent, if, if Mike wants to work on this privately with you, what does he do? Yeah, I can help you repair your song. I can help you prepare your song. I can answer your questions about the music business, all that good stuff. I'm at your service. You get all the details. You see my calendar and you can book a session for Q&A, coach writing, song feedback, all that good stuff at songwritingpro.com slash coaching. That is songwritingpro.com slash coaching. All right, guys, there you go. This podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. achieve the American dream, the big house, the happy family, 
the money? 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.